0: Brr bodega, 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 elf and omega <clears throat> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches Sawing about a servine platter hey, hey, Jamie?
1: Yes? Uh, did uh, Did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah,
0: let's see Uh, You could say big when you bundle your home and auto with progressive, that one? Yes Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet Shouldn't be long
1: Detector test. In Bundle
0: your out- home and auto in with Progressive day. today. The Marmot mangled by Mushu Pork Pancake. Progressive and Casualty Insurance money. Company and Affiliates.
1: Welcome. In this particular episode of my podcast, Michelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond, we will have a guest speaker. In this particular episode, the guest speaker is Mr. Victor Darrell. He also did a segment on my other podcast, Surviving Your Journey Toward Success. We continued that interview and we focus on this particular podcast, What I Love to Do, the people that has been following me know that I enjoy writing that's my little home away from home my my cream of the cream my um, my my beloved um, activity that I like to do I really like writing it's like a hobby it gives me very a uh, peace of mind joy when I Write stories. So in this particular podcast, we have Mr. Dowell. He offered to agree to read for King Milan. It was an episode that was coming up about a month ago. When I pretty much knew what what you know what next episode would be in the line of what's coming you know in the future weeks. And so I asked him if he could read for that for that particular character. Now I already have selected at this time the actor that will play King Milan now I have already selected the actor that will play King Milan in the stage play so that's already been filled when we return back to the prestige return of Molay stage play that actor has already been selected so in this particular podcast Mr. Dow is just actually volunteering to read it for me as we did the interview in my other podcast, so he agreed to do that. Now, to give you some introduction of Mr. Darrell he's a star player in the in the independent film industry. So he have done independent films, meaning he has written, produced, and directed independent films. He's also a professional actor as well as a model. He's also a photographer and cinematographer, of course, in that sense, and he's a writer. So we can get some insight from that because especially in that type of business, you get to deal with a lot of people, a lot of different people, you have to manage a lot. So this would definitely touch on the career aspect, as well as you balance your personal life too, to combine it and make it work, especially when you're in your purpose. And you expanding out to what your purpose is meant to be our purpose to me is something huge it's something bigger than we can explain you think of it as a small as- attribute that you need you need to aim for you need to look for because that's what you're good at but actually it's bigger than that and it's just something like it's like finding a rarest gem and anyhow so I hope you'll be able to take some caveats of this particular interview with Mr. Dow as we go ahead and enter this particular interview next question I want to ask you is can you name the top two things that people should look out for once they reach their success how can they sustain a success
0: well one of the things is um, I realized that, especially in Hollywood, you know, when you think you've made it, you haven't really made it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of people get caught up in that and they think that, they, you know, once they do one big project, yeah, that, that's it. You know, and that's not it. I've seen so many people. I've worked with people and uh, I've seen a lot of people who, you know, they 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 get that one project under their belt and they mm-hmm. let it go to their head and they think that that's it you know that they've arrived and and in Hollywood especially you know you really never arrive it's all about what you've done lately
1: exactly that's why I wanted to ask that question because I don't know I think success people see it and view it differently and then once they get it success they think okay I don't need to do anything more but this this should be it and I think exactly. it's also a sustainability because like you said you have to You know, first subscribe to a higher power and that takes work. You just can't sit around and expect things to happen to you. You have to be proactive about it, be humble about it as well.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Okay, go ahead. You wanted to add something?
0: I was just saying I agree with everything you just said. Yeah.
1: Now, what do you suggest people should do when their journey is delayed? Lack of resources, uncertainty. I pick up that a lot. Mm-hmm. people even when i do like my film projects they get frustrated especially when the project might be going not as fast because things happen you know that
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah.
1: happens smoothly and fast it happens when it happens
0: exactly and I,
1: I pick up that they i don't know they look at the project they are part of and they mainly thinking about them their own selves in a sense is not going fast enough because they're trying to get the success that they need. We're right. not understanding that. So what do you suggest people should do when they get into that mindset?
0: Well, two things. I think number one, you, you should come into the situation with a little bit different mindset. You should uh, recognize that it's uh it's a journey, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. You know, you're not going to just, uh, you, nobody reaches their goal when they want to. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you do a um, if you look at the bios of just about every successful person, whether it's in um, acting or film and television or writing or whatever it is, you know, uh, everybody went through a lot of years of hard times before they actually achieved whatever their success ended up being. You know, even um, going back as far as Abraham Lincoln, he was a failure, you know, up until, you yeah. know, up into the mid part of his life Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing you just come into it knowing that it's a journey it's a uh, it's a cycle it's going to be peaks and valleys and i think if you brace yourself for that in the beginning then when those hard times come you'll expect them and you'll just work your way through it
1: yeah ride the wave (laughs) sometimes the wave is fast sometimes it's short sometimes it's long
0: exactly it's
1: not the way to expect it i think personally for me i did experienced that a lot because um the people that I would hire you on the on my project mm-hmm. they will always look at it as, you know, like a time but I don't know why this is not moving fast. Or I don't know why that's moving fast and
0: Well, those like, are we like,
1: they, up... go ahead. those
0: are usually people that um that don't have any experience in it. You know, they you mm-hmm. could tell when people have the, are doing it for the very first time. Cause they expect everything to go at light speed, but anybody that's done it before, they know that it's a process, it's a struggle. You know, and it it takes some time to do it right.
1: Exactly. You know, it's not something that just can happen overnight. The thing about success is that the ones that do actually, when they see success that, you know, you have achieved, they're more like, well, you know, like you did it overnight. I'm just like, how? that's like you just mentioned so many people, even in our history books or not, you know, struggled a long time, a long time to get there. They earned it because it takes a lot of sweat and hard work and mindset it is not something that that just can happen like a blink of an eye
0: right and you don't always see um what's behind the scenes you know people are always talking about how somebody's exactly. a overnight there's, there's no such thing you know whoever that is they did something behind the scenes that that's nobody... what i
1: always said they either paid a a hefty fee or yeah. They sold something that, that they don't yep. realize they should have kept. But it's nothing like that. You have to put the sweat and the effort in it. Because if you think about it, when you you know, talk to other people that's coming up and you're trying to motivate them or or encourage them, the story is much more richer when you mm-hmm. can tell about your journey of all the scars, pitfalls and stuff like that that you experienced that you overcame. And yeah. so they can, instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, I just got to like that. But actuality, that's not true.
0: This is never true. It's always the case. It's always some behind the scenes work.
1: Yeah. Now, as a photographer, what do you look for as a good image to <laughs> you touching um, that?
0: Well, it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, you know, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever had a, a, a craving for something to eat and you don't know what it is but you know you'll know it when you see it oh, you know okay. you or sometimes you're like you know you know I'm not, i don't know what i want to eat but i'll know it when i see it it's kind of the same with um, photography a lot of times you just i, I would say I, I i always look for something different you know i don't like the same old cookie cutter stuff you know
1: mm-hmm. you know i always
0: try to find something different but it's just that look you kind of know it when you see it it could be a, a awkward angle it could be some kind of light in a different way and most of the time, it's something spontaneous. You know, I don't like a lot of hard poses and stuff. I like to kind of catch the subject, you know, in the middle of a yeah. mile or something.
1: Now, which one do you like doing best? Directing or doing photography or writing?
0: I think I like writing the best. <laughs> because, uh, yeah.
1: Me because, too. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, you just kind of get immersed into that. Yeah. Sometimes I think...
1: Don't get me wrong. I think, you know, other things is just, is, you know, people just got their thing. But for me, I like writing, too. Even when mm-hmm. I started filming, gosh, it was such a struggle. You know how it is. And yeah. I will always just say, well, I'm on set. You know, I really prefer writing because this is tough, you know?
0: <laughs> it is. And writing, you know, you you kind of in control. You don't have to worry about yeah if somebody's going to show up or, you know, if this person is – is, is um,
1: it's the right fit.
0: Yeah, you know, I, he did great in his audition, but then all of a sudden, you know, you get him in front of a camera. And, and it's...
1: And it is a t- they, they be well, what I call... I don't know if I should say that, but things change. Ha, yeah. Real fast. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> but with writing, it's such a um, calm, peaceful type experience. And you're right. You're in complete yep. control. And yep. then um, you get to feel that you... You're going to entertain or inform someone when right. they get to read it. Yeah. Yep.
0: Get lost in. It. Yep.
1: Yeah, you do. Okay, so what do you like most being a professional photographer?
0: What do I like most about being a photographer?
1: Yeah, but what do well, you like most about it?
0: Um, the thought or the idea that that you can immortalize something is wow. um, is is powerful. You know, you once once you take a picture of somebody, you know. That's something that uh, is, it lives forever, basically. And whether whether you keep it or whether that person keeps it, you know, your work is going to be around for you know maybe their grandchildren to see. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like putting a, a, a little oh, piece of you yeah. in, into the you know kind of out into the universe.
1: Wow, I ain't never thought of it like that, but that's true.
0: We have to look at it.
1: And just like writing too, I feel like even if the person is not a writer, and I always feel if you can get to point to put something in a book it lasts forever just like you feel about the photography too exactly yeah Yeah. and for the next generation and next generation
0: it goes forever exactly
1: it goes on forever let's see core examples to be a proficient director and producer of a project i think that's a good question that can help some people
0: Uh, and you have to you have to have an open mind about things and uh i think the challenge to being a good director is just trying to be a little bit different. Um, I get frustrated when I watch uh, movies or um, whatever it is I'm watching and everything is just so predictable. And, uh, you you know, you just got to find new ways to, to get uh, the most natural responses from people, you know, and you can, you can play around with it, but you have to be creative. You have to be open-minded. And I think that you have to, focus on getting as as natural you know reactions from from your uh, actors as you can because i think that's what uh that's what drives a scene you know if it's natural um,
1: yeah.
0: and, and believable you know that i, I think that's on a director because a good director can make a bad actor believable and
1: uh,
0: <laughs> the same way you know a bad director can make a good actor look bad wow
1: okay all right. The next question deals with doing your auditioning process for actors. Uh-huh. What are some key attributes that you look for besides just the talent for the role that you're trying to fill?
0: Well, I try to I try to see what kind of pr- person they are around other people because that's important, you know. You can get somebody yeah,
1: preaching <laughs> now. <Huh? laughs> you can
0: get somebody with a good, you know, that's
1: Yes. They, yes. They could
0: be, they could be a jerk on the scene or they could be <laughs> withdrawn. You know, sometimes they, they might have a good read, but then you get them, you know, and then yes. they like they don't want to oh. be around people and they're all withdrawn and shy and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's little things that jump out yes. when they're doing an mm. audition that, that kind of trigger you as their that person. the
1: same thing. I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I learned the hard way when I did my first audition. It was mainly about, I was new to the to the game but after that i learned real quick mm-hmm. and i had to really uh, analyze so to for me if you on my project it's not just your talent it's your personality oh yeah and um it's things that i ask you and that yeah. determines and and i even see it up to the day the people you get on the project with me you still auditioning why because i think it's a relationship oh and yeah then, like you said <clears throat> earlier about you know in Hollywood and what have you and people in the business there, or even not in the entertainment business. If someone is listening to this podcast and they're in another industry, whatever industry that they are at the end of the day it's interpersonal skills. You have to constantly work on that relationship. So even if you want a project with me, you still auditioning. And so if your personality changes and flip on the wrong side of town, how talented you are. I don't care if you the lead. I let a lead go on my very first project. People was like, "What? <laughs> what? What?" But to me, bring the toxicity on the project. That's not something I'm willing to work with, especially right. in my position of producing project. You know, Victor, right. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mind energy and all of that. Yes, and we is. have to think of it as a team. And right. so, even on the project. If they flipped in, I let them go. Yeah, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah, because it impact all other things too. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. And it, it right. doesn't take long. Go
1: ahead. It yeah. Oh, it doesn't take long. It's real fast. Yeah. It's real. Got to look at those cues and see anybody that's on the project that can't give you respect as a director or producer or even as other actors. I even look at that too. How they how they get along with the rest of the cast, and Definitely. If, yeah, because. I have found it could be it could take one person that has a bad attitude, and it impact the cast.
0: Definitely, and then either it makes everybody get disheartened, or it, it, it creates a lot of animosity between actors. But you know, either way you look at it, it, it grows fast.
1: Milan. Now for people that's listening Now we're going to jump to my second podcast Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond And Victor is like I said Multi-talented He's also a professional actor But he does the other roles as I mentioned As a director, producer, and writer And photographer So he's going to help me I'm going to do something different Besides me reading the scenes He's going to read King Milan Now King Milan is Married to Queen Hagar, they're the parents of Princess Aminia. So in this time, in this timeline, it's before Princess Aminia you know, was on the scene, right? And so right now we setting this up for a future episode. So where King uh, Milan is about to say his first line.
0: How was she? Is that the first line?
1: Yeah, that's the line. let's get started in this episode for my podcast Nichelle Anderson short stories and beyond in this episode 11 entitled in the day of King Milan let's get started opening scene we pick up from last week episode where moments later after Queen Hagar's final say in the Royal Governing Hall to the top official Orions and their counterparts of tribal leaders, it is Tesnar that reports back to King Milan who is still in a secret location somewhere in the Royal Mitram Palace. Moments later there was a knock on the secret entrance to where King Malan was located. He was propped up in his rural resting estate bedress with steel fine linen over several parts of his body, but as not as many as before his awoken state a few Apsu days ago. He was wearing his dreaded dark Nubian hair pulled back that showed the goatee firmly in place on his facial features. Several of the world gold tables were positioned around where he laid resting, chairs adorned with the finest gemstones of Mitraim. There were three attendants preparing his herbal infused meal as instructed by Ezra, the high herbalist of Mitraim. As the knock continued at the door, King Milan commanded the guard that was positioned near the entrance to let the person enter for he expected who it was. Princess Hannah had already left for her noon Apsu Mystery School of Thought teachings and then will be taken to her meal before returning back during the shadow hours with Queen Haga, to visit Milan. The knock was of royal affairs concern. In cold, the golden doors opened with four top military guards of king rank. It was Tesnar holding stacks of papyrus scrolls. The golden doors closed, and four protective Mitraum guards stood at a distance. King Malan speaks first. How was she? Brighter than Absu and faster than any queen lioness, my king.
0: Hmm. What was the Orion's response to our final city?
1: As we felt before, no joy from them. It is not over.
0: So be it. To whom was in presence for the Orion Traitors they are. Soon regret will be all their feet against Mysterium.
1: Agreed. There will be a response from their superiors of Mithram not complying to their wishes, my king.
0: They will try to push me out into the open. I feel there are still spies searching for me.
1: True. With you out, they will try to move in. That concludes this particular episode from my podcast Nichelle Anderson short stories and beyond where we had a special guest mr. Victor Darrell read for King Milan as well as answer some questions in this particular interview and episode so I hope you enjoy that this would be ongoing I will have more guest speakers and also encourage them <laughs> like mr. Darrell is so nice to agree to do a scene with me this is some also some bonus where you can see as a patron once you pay to be a patron to get the full access to uh, be able to connect with me even more directly that some of those rewards on those levels that you will be able to have the opportunity to read for one of these characters with me for these scenes Go ahead and take a look at that. It's very fun and exciting and you'll be a part of the whole creative experience. All right. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Zimbabwe <clears throat> The broken bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie, Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey Jamie, yes, I think the only line we need from you today
1: is drivers who switch to
0: progressive could say big. Cool, I just gotta finish my warm ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History,
1: history. Switch history, to progressive history,
0: history, history, today. Santa ski, slalom in a salmon skin suit.
1: Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates.